here's a quote from an article by our next guest. Farmers are stoic people. We have to be. We deal with an impossible Canadian climate, prices that are set globally, already high taxation and regulation. We've already borne the brunt of carbon taxes on fuel, but now we're looking at a fertilizer reduction policy that not only will hurt us, but hurt everyone, especially the poor, with no net global benefit. Please help us tell Ottawa to stop making this a harder job than it already is. This under an article entitled Cutting Fertilizer Emissions in Canada Will Ultimately Harm the World's Environment, written by our next guest. Uh, Joining us from Blue Diamond Farms, just west of Winnipeg, is the president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers. A pleasure to say good morning and welcome to Gunter Yoakum. Mr. Yoakum, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Interesting piece that you wrote in the article. Talk to us a little bit about the, 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 the essence of the Trudeau government uh, request here, the new regulations, similar to what's going on in Holland. We know Dutch farmers are really upset and are protesting en masse. We haven't seen similar protests yet in Canada, but it's a similar kind of edict. Tell us what the government wants you and Canadian farmers to do. That's right. It's, it's very similar to what's happening over in Holland. Uh, in, in essence, the government is looking for ways to cut greenhouse gas emissions which uh, farmers are not against that, right? Uh, we want to do everything possible to, to make our environment better. Uh, farmers are also very efficient and at the forefront at being efficient and, and minimizing our greenhouse gas emissions best we can. So to, to go, go ahead and ask for a 30% reduction in uh, greenhouse gas emissions from fertilizer is not very smart. Uh, For one, in the end, if we do achieve that 30%, which is is hard to believe that we do, because we're already so efficient. So so if you have the top of your game, how how much harder it is to get that 30%. Uh, And number two, it's, uh, in the end, it will make such a tiny dent in the overall uh, greenhouse gas reduction. So to spend that kind of money to, in essence, take our tax dollars to incentivize farmers who are already very efficient to become even more efficient is a waste of taxpayers' money. And uh, just a couple of days ago, there was another study released that we can actually not even get there. We might get to about a 15% reduction. So to get the last 15% would actually mean a reduction in fertilizer or plant nutrition that we use on the farm Mm -hmm. to fertilize and feed our our crops. And so if we reduce fertilizer, that means we will produce less. Sure. If we produce less, that means there's less uh, products in the marketplace, which eventually will drive up uh, costs of food, basically. And not only that, somebody else in the world will replace that shortfall that is coming from Canada. Right. Which, again, is counterproductive because we're not going to do with less food, right? Right. And in Canada, our cupboards aren't going to be bare. But food prices will increase, right? And, and the taxpayer will have to bear the front of this. 
and we're going to probably end up turning to food sources that who, whose uh, production policies are dramatically different from the Canadian approach, uh, and in many ways, uh, and more environmentally harmful. Gunter, I wanted to ask you one basic question, though, and I suppose it, it, it could also be asked of uh, Mark Rutte, the Dutch Prime Minister. When the government of Canada arbitrarily dropped this 30% number uh, on the farming community, had there been any consultation whatsoever with any representation from the farming community prior to the announcement? No, there had not been. The uh, they basically dropped that in our lap uh, late in 2020. The Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association picked up on it and, and have been talking about it ever since uh, spring of 2021. Right. We had not been consulted. Nobody in the ag industry had been consulted. They did, however, open up a consultation period, which closed here uh, at the end of August, to, to weigh in and... and uh, 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 vent our our frustration with it, or or even have input to it. But the government has said, even though it's a voluntary target, they at the same time has said uh, not reaching thirty percent is not an option. So that's not very voluntary. It doesn't sound very voluntary at all. I, I, I'm curious, though, where the number came from, given the fact that there was no consultation with anyone in the agricultural community in this country. Where on earth did 30% magically appear from as that target, that now defined target to hit? That's a good question. It seems like our government has a bit of a love in what, what's happening in Europe. And so I'm thinking they're, they're trying to emulate what's going on in Europe. And we all see how that is working out. Look at Holland, for example. Their, their ag minister actually resigned a couple of days ago, yesterday or two days ago, uh, in, in light of all the protests that's happening there. We don't want to see those protests here in, in Canada. Right. That, that doesn't solve anything. It just makes everybody angry. We just want to show that this is not really a good policy. The government should turn around and actually say to the world, listen, you guys, Canadian farmers are amazing, right? We, uh, we are actually net carbon uh, sinks. We store a lot of carbon in our grain that we don't release ourselves because most of our produce is exported. Most of the grain that I grow on my farm 75 to 85 percent of it is exported to other countries. Sure, yeah. And and so it's the consumer, and I'm a consumer, who releases it by consuming that grain. So we actually in Canada store all this carbon in the grain that we grow, and it, it, it's others around the world that, that release it. And, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, we need food in order to live, right? And so why are we targeting food production, yeah. Uh, to combat climate pollution. And what the heck is climate pollution, right? I mean, it it's really baffles the mind. Right. Has, has anybody ever said, hey, maybe people need to drive 30% less, right? There'd be a reduction. In, during the pandemic, scientists have shown that greenhouse gases actually reduced a fair bit uh, in those two years uh, during the pandemic when when basic uh, transportation kind of ground to a halt because uh, 
everybody was uh, locked locked down. Right? Exactly. Uh, lots more information, hey. friends. By the way, and Mister Gilcom's uh, website, the Western Canadian Wheat Growers website. It's wheatgrowers.ca, where you can learn more about the proposed fertilizer quotas, or you can read Mister Gilcom's uh, column in the National Post: Cutting fertilizer emissions in Canada will ultimately harm the world's environment. Uh, Gunter Yoakum, this is far from done, sir. We do appreciate your joining us this morning, but as this case builds and we get closer to perhaps an actual confrontation of some degree, let's call it consultation between farmers and government. Wouldn't that be novel? As this goes forward, we'd like to be able to check back with you. Thanks for this this morning. Absolutely. Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.